Welcome to the Nahrain Network podcast series. Today we're with Professor Nasser Jassim from Mosul University. Professor Nasser Jassim is a British Institute for the Study of Iraq and Nahrain Network scholar and you're based here at UCL. Thank you very much and nice to meet you, nice to be here today and I'm glad we can we will talk about this scholarship. You've just come for the second leg of your scholarship. Um, you arrived a few days ago and you were here for a month before so up to now and you have another you have another 10 days left of your scholarship in fact i was i concentrate all my life career to study the british orientalism and i i studied then i te- to teach and write and administrating works on british orientalism but i didn't get a chance to be in britain and meet in person the british orientalist all over this so the scholarship was a long life to be in here in britain is a long life a dream for me and this scholarship fulfilled that dream when i when i'm here in britain i find a contradiction in defining orientalism because this word has related to the, the most famous book in the in this field is that edward said orientalism and its relation to the social sciences is very difficult topic because there is a traditions of uh, those interested those interested in the in the middle east and the oriental area and africa and this tradition belong to a period of the european history and this period is related uh, as you know with colonialism and with the hegemony on the east and also related to the Uh, missionary works also there is educational aspect and the intellectual aspects in the east by painting and by uh, poet uh, uh, discovering the orient had its many purposes you discover it uh, uh, by escorting the military army or also going to orient to make a missionary work or you go to the orient to write uh, to write a novel so orientalism is different there is many orientalisms and not just one all related to its own goals and purposes and and the concept yes as you've described it emerged before edward said's work of course the the, the word orientalism is belong to the 18th century it, it was just a romancing idea toward the east and it's dominated by painting and music not by historical works although there is those interested in or wrote or works on the east you know the lodian chair in oxford belonged to the 1636 and the chair of thomas adams in cambridge belonged to 1632 but uh, they don't call those orientalists they call arabists the word orientalism in the beginning means uh, those who are interested in uh, there is a way of looking to the east edward depicted a very particular way of looking at the middle east which he called orientalism So how does that differ from what came before his work? Before Edward Said there is a criticism of orientalism and the, let's say Anwar Abdul Malik in 1963 wrote a, a penetrating article about the criticism of orientalism uh, in the western world. Also uh, there is uh, Abdul Latif Al-Tibawi he was a British Palestinian scholar who wrote a critic or orientalism uh, and publish it but Edward Said uh, in my mind 
uh, he get uh, this fame not through handling this topic but uh, through the methods that he adopted in handling the topics he was specialized in uh, literary criticism and the theory criticism and he handled this topic from this point of a view and th- that's what makes him different than Anwar Abdul Malik and Abdul Latif al-Tibawi in the Arab world the, uh, the criticism of Orientalism belonged to century or more ago and uh, as I said in, in, in the lecture I delivered here the criticism of Orientalism take three uh, uh, main uh, trends the Islam uh, religious criticism and the socialist criticism and the nationalist criticism orientalism identified with the with the west or the western hegemony so it was criticized through those three main trends my scholarship is about a project i am intending to to write a dictionary for the british orientalist or the british scholars who are interested in the iraqi iraq history and civilization and it did not just related to the scholars it related to all british persons who uh, devoted uh, works related to the iraq it's mean have a written material or painting or music or any kind of in relation to iraq specifically just relation to iraq it's a dictionary for the british person who, who, who wrote and given articles and, and what are we looking at in terms of of the period. I even included those who were interested in archaeology and I, I didn't confide it with a limited period. It's up to now. So what you mean by dictionary is also your profiling, you're creating profiles of important individuals who have written about Iraq. From the ancient, those who are interested in archaeology and uh, uh, travelers in the 18th century and Before that, you know, there is a literature related to Iraq prior to 1920. There is a, a book by Zaki Saleh called Britain and Iraq down to 1916. I mean, what, what kind of criteria are you using to identify the specific researcher you're looking at or the writer? The, the specification is related to the output. As the output related to Iraq and in Iraq or the, the area related to Iraq, it's included in my dictionary. Archaeology, Archaeology, social sciences, economic, and everything related to Iraq. But who are British, specifically who are British. Yes, of course, it was a British person Mm. or individual. In the beginning, it was uh, the project is not just related to Britain, it's related to the Western Orientalists Mm. first, and then it's not related to Iraq specifically, the, the initial tips of the project is related to the Middle East area or the Arabic and Islamic area. You know, there is a book in Arabic called Al-Mustashriqun by Najib Al-Aqiqi. He was very enduring work of three volumes and the the author spent more than 40 years editing and revising his book. The first idea is to translate the book into English. It uh, didn't translate it into English before and many English, even specialists in Middle Eastern studies, have no idea about this book from Lebanon, but he, uh, his resident uh, was in Egypt. A high official member in the Arab League issued uh, many editions of this book, did it all with his own effort. And this book was a rare in its importance because 
all those who write about Orientalism in the Arab world depending mainly on his and there is no original contribution in study Orientalism can overcome this book. All are, as it is said, all are rise from the coat of Najib al-Aqiqi, not Gokul. Mm. I, in the beginning, I decided to translate the book into English, and then I found the additional materials. He wrote, he wrote his books before internet and before the uh, available materials through periodicals and databases and something like that. Now there is the material he gave it in regard to to the actual. There is a multiplying numbers of those who he didn't include it in his book. Also, he ended his book in in seventies and something like that. And my intention is to uh, supplement this work down to the present day. Your, and your book would be both in English and Arabic. Uh, uh, yes, I decided to write it in Arabic and then I translate it into English, or I do the, the two books, two version in the same time. Because I sometimes I don't need to, to translate material. You're, you're, you was a previous, but you're still part of a... Yes. ...associated with a Office. unit of study. Could you tell us more about the history of this unit? Yes. Which is part of the University of Mosul. The study of Orientalism and Mosul University had its good traditions because the founders of the uh, humanities in this university have their degree in UK universities and when they establish in the humanities departments they give us a well-balanced view toward the, the, the British Orientalists especially those who are supervising their uh, thesis and works. We made an infrastructure for handling or, or understanding the Orientalism and we built about it. We're managing to add uh, studying PhD and MA thesis about Orientalism, especially about British Orientalism. The, the main contribution work is the establishing of a special unit uh, related to study of Orientalism. The only one in Iraq or the other No, no, centers? it's the only one in the Arab world, in the whole Arab world. It looks at Orientalism, but it is tied to a university unit in the Middle of, East. Yes. Uh, uh, we don't concentrate on the Orientalism with a proud meaning is related to India and China mm. and something like that. We concentrated only on the Middle East area. And when was it established? It was established in 2011. Or we did uh, good works in that regard. But at that time, Mosul was, as you know, was at the eve of invaded by Daesh and there is a kidnapping and killing and something like that. So we, we have to... Uh, make many of our efforts and in a private works we published a periodical translating articles we made in interviews with specialists in Middle Eastern studies and uh, through broad video broadcasting and all that is not in we didn't make it uh, public because of even the word istishraq dangerous on our safety you lived in Mosul under the occupation of yes. ISIS, where were you when Daesh, uh, the Islamic State, occupied Mosul? I, I was I was in Mosul. I didn't have an intention to to evacuate my my city. In fact, as I said, once I decided to the Daesh enter Mosul, and the majority of Mosulis uh, evacuated in, in hurry to to for the night that Daesh this is entered the Mosul. June two thousand fourteen. Yes. In, in June 5 or, or 9 June in 2014 and uh, 9 in the, in the night of 9 2014 and 
uh, I go out with with thousands, with hundreds of thousands of people who evacuating in hurry from Daesh occupation in that night. Uh, we spent nearly nine hours just to cross uh, a distance more, no more than three kilometers to enter the Kurdistan and to get. So you, you left immediately as... Yes, and as far as I crossed this and back to, to my house, because I in, in my mind I remembered the Palestinian who left their houses. So you, did you cross over to Iraqi Kurdistan? Yes, I crossed to Iraqi Kurdistan. Uh, just I reached the Kurdistan, I turned back and to, I said, I don't want to be a Palestinian or the immig- French immigrant evacuating during uh, the French Revolution. Had the, had the intention to back two months or three to their homes with the invaders. So you were with your family. With yes, your wife. and my my wife and my sons were crying. Why don't why and you back you us? All went back to yes. I, I I told them you're that you're probably the only one going back. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I am the only one who going back because the uh, you know the 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 way to go to Gurdjieff was very crowded and the way to enter back. I even afraid that the. The, the the border will cross between us and it's denied for me to back to my my home so I, I I hurried in the car just to reach my my home because as I told you I thought of, of Palestinian who evacuating their houses and taking yes and taking their keys with them and they believe that it's only once month or two and they will be back to to those homes you remember Mahmoud Darwish is famous poem about why you left the horse alone so this this idea was in my mind so I, I take I back to, to and your family was happy with you um, my, my family was was crying mm. and they don't understand why I did mm. why I'm doing that and I told them I took the full responsibility for back to and your colleagues from the university, were they also leaving to Kurdistan or some of them stayed on? Could you tell us a bit about that? Yes. As I said, many majority of Mosulis evacuate this night from uh, Mosul. Some of them prefer to stay in Kurdistan and never back. And the, I and the border mean, was open of Kurdistan. Yes. You could enter. Yes. But, uh, Kurdistan's border was closed in that time. And many of them spent two days or three in in a free area until they permitted them to, to enter. Uh, but the majority of them decided to back, as, as I did before, to back to Mosul and see what will happen. We believed that it's, this occupation was very temporary and wouldn't last months and the Daesh will, will evacuate and leave the city because it's insane to understand that just a few militants who can who can controlling this city? The central government will soonly will rebag the city from from the occupation. So when you came back, you came back to Mosul. What did you do? You know, that was in summer, and there is no university at that time. I spent nearly two months. The university was closed. The, the university was closed through summer, and uh, when we back to to the university in. August, they told us there is a, a new administration of the university by Daeshi teachers. Uh, we discovered some of our, few of our colleagues became a, a part of attending the Daeshi administration. So some of the university 
lecturers, teachers became part of Daesh. Yes, of course. Mm. Uh, but those who are very, very, very few, and uh, they are not uh, prominent scholars or something like that. They only just a handful of MA graduate or and uh, they still had didn't finish their MA, but they uh, have the responsibility. They have the high ranking in the in the new establishment. So they they instruct us under a threat of death to back to the university and teaching students. But there is no students in the university. So they bring us to the central library at the pretext of editing a new curricula for the university and for secondary schools and the primary schools. Yes. It becomes a concentration camp in a way. Yes, of course. And I think it is one of the main reason that it was targeting the central library in the liberation operations. The central library became a host for university scholars. They, as I said, they was enforced to be there to write a curriculum for the whole grades, not just... Is, the curriculum is, is obviously the, the, the work that was asked of you and other colleagues. It, it was obviously associated with Daesh's own ideology, understanding of Islam, politics. What was the kind of program they wanted uh, the university teachers to prepare? Yeah, uh, it's not related to the Daesh. It's related, it's deals with all specialization, physics, medicines, something so, so, like so that. It was about revising. Yes, revising it according to Daesh principles. Okay. Uh, if, if there is a picture, they cutting the, the, the head of the, of the picture, if there is if you are their account, better than to choose one apple, two apple, he said one bullet, two bullet, three bullets, and something like that. Also, I, I said it's not just related to uh, university or undergraduate curriculum, it's related to secondary schools and primary schools. What about schools. history? What did they, I mean, particularly, say, for instance, the British history in Iraq, colonization, occupation? What about. European history. Um, what about American history? How? What did they ask you? What did they ask university teachers to do? Did they just blank slate? Uh, in fact, it is as I say, uh, as may say, it is just a project, but it didn't fruit nothing. Mm. They bring us and uh, make us editing text and give us uh, instruction to do that and doing that not. As the result is zero. There's nothing written or nothing editing from all those. We see they are photocopying books and banding them and going them and something like that. But just like like a show, it's no more than a show. And, and during this time, obviously, there is no um, uh, teaching for istishraq. There's no no, no no. This is closed. No, um, the, the unit was closed during. The president of the university also f- he had fled. Yes, he, he, the whole he the whole administration, Kurdistan. the whole administrations, uh, administrator in the university, fled the deans and the. So were you not scared for your life when you went back to yes, of to course. and all the other colleagues who went back and who stayed on in Mosul and uh, how what kind of environment were you living in? I mean, you were going back and forth between a university and your house, um, but otherwise. You didn't do anything beyond that. It was very restricted. Your mobility was restricted. What you could say was restricted. But could you tell us about general life in under Daesh when you were there? In Mosul. In Mosul, yeah. Yes. 
it was uh, various stages. First stages was a peaceful period for nearly three months or or more that the people feel relief because before Daesh occupation there is two things there is very restriction from the military in Mosul and also there is a bombing and kidnapping and assassination by Daesh so after the Daesh occupation there is no assassinations and no military restrictions. So this is relative calm. And some people believe that it's it's all arranged with the with the government or all arranged with the foreign powers. So this is and rumor and, and hearsay. It, but yes, yeah. the, they even believe that the Ba'ath was regain its control on of the city as a beginning to recontrolling the Iraq and back to the the life between uh, before two thousand three and everything will be stable and. And we will get rid of from this kidnapping and killing and assassination yeah. and back to our uh, usual life before 2003. But with time, there is a gradual presence of a new uh, brutal rule. With They take it step by step. Firstly, they uh, evacuating the Christians and uh, and their uh, assaults against Yazidis. For the the Mosulis was really astonished from this because they don't ever imagine that this kind of uh, of things happened in in Mosul. As you know that Christian and Muslim lived together for hundreds of years and they believe they are there is a coexistence uh, that inseparable part of the Mosul and with the day or two, they, you see this happening. And but the Daesh, the Daesh attack uh, the Christian community in Mosul? And, and, and not attacking them. They order them to evacuate and give the them... Houses, so the houses. Evacuate the houses and their properties and left and take nothing with them outside the city. Even the, if they, even their cars, when they get in out by their own cars, there was no uh, physical attacks on Christians. No, 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 no physical, no uh, killing or no arresting. They just let them get out of the city. And and this was because they were because they were Christian as Be- opposed yes. to Yazidis. Yes, of course. Who were who were seen as outcasts from the three main religions. Yes, of course. Um, and and this is why Yazidis were attacked. Daesh so the the, herit- the Yazidi as heretics. What was the Yazidi community like in Mosul itself, in, in the city of Mosul itself, prior to 2014? In fact, there was there there was a Yazidi presence in Mosul, but as I said, until 2006 or 2007, there is a kidnapping or killing the Yazidis. So the, all of them evacuate the city and live back to, to outside Mosul, go to Sinjar and the Bahshiqa and other safe areas. Safe areas. There is no Yazidi in Mosul 2014. Even the students from the uh, when they came to, to Mosul, some of them was uh, kidnapping and killing, so they preferred to change their teaching to uh, Kurdistan universities, uh, other universities. So, with the liberation of Mosul in 2017, yes, you at the very end of Daesh's rule of Mosul, you left. Yes, you left Mosul. 
No, I did. Oh, you stayed. You stayed. I stayed in Mosul and I saw the liberation uh, operation. And so you I, never left. No, no. Okay. I didn't left Mosul ever. Well, you're very brave. <laughs> no, you know those who live who live in in, in Mosul, uh, they have a, a deep relation to the city, and they didn't find themselves elsewhere. But when you left the city, and as, as those who left the city in 2014, many of them get used with the new life in, the, in Kurdistan and Turkey and others. And they didn't think that it's... They did the fact of bagging to Mosul. Everybody loves his own birthplace. And, uh, you know, uh, during Daesh time, we're thinking of evacuating the city. But that was a very dangerous project. And uh, many of those who are going out of Mosul, they may killed or... Uh, so it's also a risk to leave. The university managed to recover from this uh, black times and to reinitiate its... And the, the university was heavily damaged. Some of its buildings are heavily damaged. If we want us to talk about what happened in the university, there is two things. There is Daesh managing to burning some of the colleges. And also the American or the uh, airplane strikes destroy some of the buildings, especially the central library of the university. And... Uh, it destroyed it. Dash also burning, as I said, because I, I, I was in the university just two days before its liberation, uh, after its liberation, and I saw uh, barrels of, of gasoline and... Uh, Where were they? In, in, in front of the colleges. All of the colleges? No, I, I, I came across the College of Arts, College of Education, College of Ed... And, and, the, and these barrels were designed to burn? To, to burn, and they are burning. Some of the, uh, they say, College of Education was burned by Daeshi fighters before the, for the liberation of the university, College of Arts. I have pictures, I can, I can uh, send you pictures about my, uh, what I'm photoing uh, just two days after liberation of Mosul University. The university eventually was able to come back to its rather relative normality. So by 2000, and liberation happened 2017. Yes. So by two, within a few months, uh, yeah. university life was coming back. In the, to in the beginning, we go to Alhamdaniya, in out the outskirts of Mosul, and commencing there and make an examination for the students for for nearly two months or three, and then. Uh, in that time, uh, nothing is done in the Mosul main campuses. But after that, we are decided those by our own efforts to re- to cleaning the university with our students and those workers in the university to make life back again. And the, and then we uh, the, the the main administrator of the university stay in Kurdistan and come and back sporadically 
you, you mean the president of the, the university? The president, the, the deans of the universities, mm. university, also many head of the departments. Under Daesh's rule, were there any lecturers who were killed? Yes. Lecturers or teachers? Yes. Who were deliberately killed, executed by Daesh? Yes, yes. Those, even in, in our department, in history department, uh, our two or three of our scholars was killed by Daeshi. The crime that they are participating in the elections or uh, nominating themselves to through the election and something like that. One of the son of our one of our colleagues, his son was uh, in the in the media department, and he, he took a photo for uh, a burning car, a burning Daeshi car. He was accused and and executed because of of that. Because he took a photo, they they, they thought he was a spy. Yes, they thought he was uh, transmitting this to to military forces. He was he was only a second degree, second grade in the media department, and he thought it's just his work as a uh, as you know in in this department. And uh, there are others in the other departments, and there are also some of the scholars died through uh, bombing of the liberation. Uh, the dean of the the ex dean of the engineering college was died through the liberation, uh, and he and his wife, the dean of uh, the computer college. 2017, those who had fled coming back now. Yes. Uh, and the university was temporarily relocated in the Hawk and other places. Could you tell us about that process? During the da- during Daesh regime, the university commencing its work in in Kurdistan regime and also in Kirkuk in the north and the, the, the administrating the rest the university and they are gathering the students who are now who are out of Mosul. Uh, and they. Uh, this is where, where in Kurdistan. In 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 Duhok and in Erbil and in Kirkuk. So there were th- there were three temporary campuses. Yes, for the university, uh, through the help of the Kurdistan University and University of Kirkuk. And this is for students who had left. Yes. Who had who had left who, who, uh, Mosul. Who, who, who succeeded in lifting Mosul mm. and staying outside it. There are, uh, you know, the students of Mosul University is not belong to the Mosul itself. There are many students who was already from other governorates. And also there is a Mosul students who fled from Mosul at the time of the day of occupation eight mm. and the following uh, months. And they st- uh, just commencing their studies. You know, there is those who are in the four Grade. And who are the teachers in these three temporary? Were they the same teachers? Yes, they are the teach. They are there was the teachers of the Mosul University, but as you know, uh, when they evacuating Mosul, some of them settled in Dhok and others settled in Erbil and others settled in Sulaimania. So the the campuses related to them to the main settling of the of the university scholars. So it was like a makeshift university, yes, temporary university. Yes, of course, temporary university. But I succeeded in, in, and you know, graduating the students and also the def- uh, those who had who need to de- defending their thesis uh, and dissertations. Did these for- close down now? Have they closed down? Yes, yes, it's all closed uh, with time. 
not uh, just with the liberation and reconnaissance. There is some belongings to related to the to the old uh, or or to the previous uh, campuses, but now they are sold. But uh, as I said, some of the university teachers and others they still live in Kurdistan and came in the early morning to Mosul University and back uh, at the end of the of the time. But uh, the the university now in full capacity to recommence its work, and uh, now it's back to normal life. Yes, um, it's back to normal life. Uh, there are money spended by uh, United Nations and other organizations to re happily yeah. live in the in the university, uh, and uh, as you know, the postgraduate works are are on in advance. And the university, especially with the new presidency, look forward for a new era of uh, its its work. Let's go back to the unit that you were speaking about for yes. Istishraq. And were you able to rebuild the capacity of Istishraq after the liberation of Mosul in 2017? Uh, in fact, we are just want to recommence in our work but there is an administrative obstacles because uh, we have to address uh, an application once again to the president of the university to have his acceptance to recommence in our work our old building was destroyed and burned and we need a new a new place to gather also the equipments related to the to the unit was also destroyed the computers and photocopying machines and something like that. So there is, a, in the beginning, there is an obstacles, uh, administrative obstacles, and there is a need to, to refer, refurnish equ equipments. But as the online contacts and the online material, we started just, of, just from the first day of liberation, we recommencing our contacts with, the, with those specialists in the Middle Eastern studies, there is a a page on the on Facebook. Uh, we provided it with the new materials and something like that. And also, there is a students who have their degree on Oriental studies. They are uh, starting to finishing their thesis and defending on it even just before uh, the re re-establish of the unit and. Within years or uh, more or less, the unit uh, started its work offici officially, but uh, now it's taken its few steps, and I'm sure this scholarship will give much back to the unit for its uh, work, and uh, I have very promising prospects for this unit to, to recommencing its uh, work, and I may add it that between 2011 and 2014, we didn't work with the full capacity owing to the situation, and we are declining many projects related to to the unit because we are afraid from make this in public, as I said before. Through this scholarship, you're strengthening the capacity of unit of Istishraq. And, and the unit of Istishraq is part of the history department? It's, no, it's part of the... It's a, a, an independent department in the College of Art. 
Okay. Uh, uh, but it, 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 there is no teaching on it. It's only a research unit, but it's uh, it's a, an independent department, and there is an aff affiliated uh, scholars or teachers from all over uh, from all the departments of the College of Arts. And you said it was the only one in the Middle East, but if if we look at Iraq specifically, what other departments look? examine orientalism in Iraq is it just this unit or is it also part of obviously part of the curricula of other universities uh, the first initiative in study orientalism or, or say it teaching orientalism is belonging to the those scholars who was have their own degrees in western world and back and they're initiating the interest in orientalism and with time it's be, been a curriculum uh, in the uh, postgraduate uh, studies in the Department of History, Department of uh, English Literature, and Department of Arabic also. Uh, the main issue uh, for the British audience that there is a difference between the departments or the, the, the scientific uh, departments in, the, in Iraq and the Arab countries on the, those UK universities or the Western universities. There is a Department of History related to the ancient history, medieval history, and modern history, are not just restricted to Iraqi or the Arab history. And there is a department of Arabic studies related to the language, Arabic language and Arabic literature. And also there is a translation department. And uh, those departments are interested in Orientalism, as I said, through the, the experience of their teachers there with the Western education. Within years, it became a, a curriculum in the in the undergraduate in the fourth grade of the undergraduate to study Orientalism, but the first let's say postgraduate thesis about Orientalism is uh, is by 1992 by by me uh, is about Saladin English speaking biographers, and then uh, the other universities are interested in this field, and uh, there is a thesis in Baghdad University and in Kirkuk University. Uh, yeah, and it, ha it has yes. these links with other universities. Uh, uh, yes, they they keep consulting us about their works. They want a, a new subject. The supervisor contacting us about materials, something. Do you have any other connections? Do you have connections with universities, research centers outside Iraq, in, in the Middle East itself? As regards the Orientalism, there is no independent center concentrate on the study of Orientalism all over the Arabic world. There was a center in Saudi Arabia, uh, Muhammad bin Saud University. It's called the, the Center for Orientalism and uh, Civilization. And this was closed long ago. Why is that the case? Why is it the case that we don't have these, what, what should be quite important um, centers of research, particularly given the history of this region? Something related to the the ability to, to, to find those who are efficient to study it, study Orientalism or study Western studies actively. And also, you know, the, the, the language obstacles. And also the most important thing is that there is a, a pre-occupation related to Orientalism. And if you want to study Orientalism, uh, you have to be uh, an apologist or a polemical. You have to say something about Orientalism and a kept point of view. There is no uh, ability to 
to challenging this long existed view toward Orientalism. So if you want to study this topic, you have to you have to attack Orientalism and uh, uh, defending your religious doctrine and defending your uh, national identity and something like that. It is the, the, the it is the purpose of studying Orientalism. This point. The other point that the available materials in the Arab world was very very scanty because it's all dependent on translation works and the, the process of translation works by Orientalists is very limited. There is a concentration on translating novels, book of, of sciences and something like that and the interest of studying Orientalism or in translating book on by Orientalists is very uh, short. Just on, on that point, how do people in Iraq look at this concept? Edward Said wrote, wrote about Orientalism with a view to a Western audience. How do Iraqi scholars use Edward Said? Do they still use him? Do they still think he's important? And I also would like to ask you is how does that inform Iraqi scholarship? As regards Edward, Edward Said, his book has great fame, not uh, in, in say in the western world and there is an echoes in the Arab world. Uh, as I said uh, in a lecture yesterday the translation of the book by uh, Deep uh, was uh, an obstacle to really understand the book and the message of the book. As I said the book is it's, it's a difficult book but the translation make it more difficult to comprehend. But this uh, people celebrating Edward Said and celebrating his attitude and celebrating his fame in the Arab world because they put it in, you know, in defending the East against the West and the, against colonialism. And they saw the book in this perspective. And also the method by Edward Said was very advanced in regard the Arabic readers. And they f found in it a way to upgrading their handling with the Western materials. Those who misconception the message of the book and they are welcoming the book, although they are don't have the, the, the actual message of it, and those uh, who are welcoming the book and they are uh, just aware of its message and reinterpreting. As we're talking about the responses, there is a, a varied responses. There are responses by those scholars who have their degree in the in the West, and some of them are welcoming the book, and some of them they say that Edward Said know nothing about Orientalism, because he 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 was a graduate of English department, not of if he was a graduate of history department, and work with in contact with Orientalist, uh, he 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 will surely give us a different point of view, uh, he concentrate on the novels and the, and the writers and, and he didn't uh, handle the actual achievements of the British or the Western Orientalism. He also excluded the German Orientalism as you know and the, he defended on that and said it's German Orientalism have no nothing relation with the colonialism and something like that because Germany uh, had no uh, history in in colonialism and something like that. The book was so influenced, but in my mind, 
there is other Arabian origin uh, scholars who spent much time in the Western world and write about Orientalism and write, and but they don't get the, the same and recognition. recognition from the Western world, and also this because of he was efficient. Uh, the media need the persons who are well qualified for the how he contact audiences. Sometimes you find a great scholar scholars who have no access to media. Uh, Edward Said and also he struggled for a long time in you know in his controversy against Bernard Lewis and other scholars or from the from the right or the conservative scholars. And this con- controversy and this polemical give much fame and uh, let people to to stay beside him. Also, there is a Palestinian, his Palestinian background, as he, he said in his his autobiography. Uh, he said, all those all the immigrants have their own original uh, countries, and they can speak on the name of it. And I am, I have no countries to to back to it, because now Palestine was occupied by Israeli government, a new peoples, and. A new government. This give give his ideas more credit. He also well educated in Western uh, humanities. He he play music, um, well qualified in in literature and painting, and this kind of qualification are rare in the Arab world. He was a, a Western scholar in the Arabian name, and and he defend his case properly and find many who stand uh, beside him. Where, where do you see the future of studies that, that look at Orientalism? You spent uh, some time now in the UK. You've been to the School of Oriental and African Studies, which yes. is one of the, the main venues for your research. And of course here at UCL, at University College London. And you've met with uh, Iraqi, non-Iraqi British scholars. Um, you've given some talks yesterday at SOAS and in a few days in Oxford, I believe. Could you tell us about the scholarship that you've seen, particularly from your perspective, an Iraqi perspective, a, a Muslawi perspective regarding Orientalism? Of course, uh, there is difference between what you hear and what you see. When I when I be here in Britain, many of my old pro- pro- perspectives are modified according to the actual experiment uh, and personal contacts I just yes I have uh, my own contacts with the uh, British specialist in Middle Eastern studies before but not like you see in them and you you enter the 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 rooms of the of the the classes and and attending uh, events and something like that The, the main issue that uh, there are diff- much difference what uh, our perspective in studying Orientalism and the development now uh, happening in the study, because there is, as you know, there is an uh, an in interdisciplinary subjects. There is a social sciences. You can talk about social scientists and po- development studies and political studies. Is uh, there are two links. The first link is the area. Now, uh, those who studied economic by concentrating on Iraq, they have links with the old tradition of Orientalism because of the uniqueness of the place. And also there is a language. The other link that uh, related us with the old 
or uh, conception of Orientalism is the language. And I see through my experiment here, even there is the interest in Orient on the languages or in languages was backwarded in regard to the interest in social sciences. I even so many uh, scholars who have their degree on related to Iraq or to Syria or other areas and I, uh, are not well qualified in the, uh, the languages of the area. And I'm wondering how they can make a, uh, uh, an actual comprehension of the history of Iraq and uh, the area without reading the original material in its original languages. And also I uh, saw uh, interest in colloquial language, language, Arabic colloquial, better than interest in al-Fusha. And when I ask, they said it's a practical importance for for uh, to, to teaching those colloquials. But in my mind, you need to go to and read the original materials. And all the original materials are written in the Arabic Fusha. You cannot ignoring the importance of studying language when you decided to study the social and the economic or even, or even the economic uh, situation in this area there is, as i said there is less importance on the on the language and the languages of the of the area than before, uh, than before. Yeah. and there is interest in social sciences there is more interest in current issues than interest in the because in in Middle East we we have quite strict disciplines. Yes, of course. You're, you're, you're yes. taught in a discipline, and and there and there is a sort of general lack of interdisciplinary research. Yes, um, yes. And this of is course. one of the problems we find people find in the Middle East. I you know, as I as I told you, I faced new uh, things are very new to our curriculum in in the in the Middle East, because as I said, there is a history department related to history along and have nothing to do with other disciplinaries. Uh, and also there is an Arabic studies, a tradition of uh, studying Arabic and language without uh, have the chance to, to go to, to other... But what is, the, what is the impact of that on Iraqi scholarship? That way of looking at these disciplines on the caliber, on, on the quality of scholarship in Iraq today? I think they are, they are repeating themselves and they give us uh, given nothing new. They just stick with the old traditions belonging to the 70s or the 60s and we are needing a new revolution in studying as regard the history department which I belong to. We need a new technique, a new method. Uh, you know there is something uh, missing there and here was very stressed on is the, pra the practical uh, consequence or the practical uh, you know, uh, for, for the study, the, the practical aspect of the study, you can join, make a joint study between two or three topics or two or three specialization to edit or to, to, to get on a project uh, that will satisfy the needs belonging to the needs of Western institution or something like that. There is no, nothing comparable in the, in the, let's say, in the history department on the Arabic. They don't have the need to satisfy the, the uh, satisfy uh, an institution or certain institution related to to our works we just uh, submitting thesis and uh, if we can talk about postgraduate uh, the new 
Minister of Education uh, managing to find solution for all that, uh, what I call it, laxity in, in higher studies. This is a really important issue, particularly in terms of not just Iraq, but Middle East Academy, right? It's, it's really about how do we learn from each other areas and disciplines that are borders are very being strictly defined. Yes. This is, this is the main issue. The, the Middle East doesn't have that cross-communication between different, d- different disciplines, which is one of the reasons why we don't have this kind of creativity that you're talking about, or yes. there's this sense of things being reproduced over and over and over again because of this lack of absence of communication. But it's not, it's not just about communication, obviously. This is yes. about ways in which knowledge is produced. You know, it's, it's multi-aspects of problem. It's related... With the with the qualifications of the of a scholar who can inv- invite this, he said it also with the organizations that can back the research in this regard. Uh, I saw in the Western world there is an, many organizations or institutions that can uh, give the aid to researcher to to uh, to build multi uh, talents. In, in Iraq, there is, if, you, if you want to work on uh, interdisciplinary work, you have to do it by your own. Your own. If you want to, uh, you, there is no, those who can beg you in this regard, you, you, you will work by, by yourself. So also, also, there is the, the teaching, there is a restricted cur- curriculum that you, you couldn't have additional, you couldn't get additional material, you couldn't uh, attend courses, let's say courses related to Turkish language, if you are studied Ottoman studies, need an Ottoman language. So you have two choices, either to depend only on Arabic materials or English materials. And this is not accepted from the scientific point of view because the, the majority of the materials related to the Ottoman history are in the Ottoman language and the Turkish, modern Turkish. But how can you get this qualification you, you may go to a translator who translate the documents for you and it is also a scientific way because the translator is not specialized in history and he, he will translate something different that you are intended to have and the second thing that you need to to, to attending courses in Turkish language but there is no courses in the Muslim there is no extra courses for the special purposes there is only a department of Turkish studies, if you, you, you can attend this uh, department and spend four years to have a degree in Turkish studies, and this not have nothing to do with your own work on history. What we need are obviously more studies about this and research in the Middle East. And if we want to co- make a contact between us and, and the Western universities and to help to upgrade in our curriculum and something like that. We have to communicate between each other and we have to understand the needs of each other. And because, uh, as I said in an address in LSE, uh, the American uh, ignoring the needs of the Iraqi universities and try to enforce their own conception during after 2003. And the result was very, they failed. They failed in upgrading the levels of study in the Mosul universities owing to their ununderstanding 
of of the needs. So I think I, I, I the unit of istishraq as regard to humanities can make a link between the Western universities and the colleges of humanities and the department of humanities to make a reconnecting between both. Also, as you know, the, uh, the, the Western universities needs to contact with the, let's say, Iraqi universities because there is a department, well-established well department in the Arabic studies and even in the history of, of Iraq and something like that. And uh, they can give aid. I, I even think of, of a temporary, I told the president of the university about an idea of held the temporary courses for two weeks or three for PhD students in the British University in the Department of Arabic Studies or in the Department of History. They can enrich their their capacity in in, regard, in, in certain field and they may, can make a contact, personal contact with the, mm. as, I, as I did in the, in vice, in vice versa. What are the key outcomes of, of this scholarship for you? In fact, it's a long-awaited opportunity for me. And I am really, as, as I said, I spent much time reading and writing and administrating work about British, let's say, Middle Eastern studies. But I didn't get a chance to be here. I wrote about SOAS and, and Oxford and but I, uh, I, I wrote it through only or through written materials. Being here in in UK, I spent much time in the British Library, in the British Museum, in the Library of SOAS, and in the Library of UCL and other libraries. I met people, uh, I met scholars specialized in Middle Eastern studies and the Arabic history. Uh, for a long time, I read their books, but I didn't get a chance to be in contact, personal contact with them. Professor Hugh Kennedy, Professor Gerald, Gerald Houting, I attending lectures in the Royal Asiatic Society. Uh, all was much important for me because I knew it only through written materials, and now I see it face to face. I maybe uh, modified some of my attitudes toward Oriental studies. I also built links for the future between uh, those uh, specialized scholars specialized in the Middle Eastern studies and between the Mosul University and the unit of Istishraq and the College of Arts and I believe that these links will uh, give a fruition or give much aid to help add, add the personal I, as you said I am editing a dictionary being here give me much aid to, to for uh, available for not available material here there in Iraq and there is a new material added. I may I talked to people about this project, and they promised with to help Central Library. It was this destroyed. But it had it before prior to two thousand. Yes, I I I had I gathered as much material as I can, but st still there is a material. I didn't. I have not in mind to be, to write this dictionary in that time. Uh, there is an obstacle of a traveling between governates. There is a, a restrictions in regard to accessing the, the libraries in Baghdad or in Basra or something like that. Uh, in, in those days, uh, I think it's better. Uh, the situation is much better than it was before 2014, even. Because 
since 2000, let's say 2005, you know, the sectarian conflict and something like that, uh, it's restricting our uh, availability, availability to, control, to, to traveling through Iraq. And also, it's hard for us to have a new books uh, online and as, as they are. Here can I go everywhere and have books and periodicals through free access that I provided by UCL through the months that I spent it here. In Iraq, we had free access to JSTOR and other periodic uh, databases, but this free access was uh, denied now owing to financial problems. And this prevent us from going to the real materials related to the uh, oriental studies and something like that. It is an essential for for us to to have this. Uh, the, the, the other things that the, I think it's an important issue that the, the project of the dictionary is not uh, restricted to those who live in, uh, let's say, down to the Second World War. And its, it's aim is to, to include the living specialist in Middle Eastern studies. And this needs a personal contact with those specialists and have a, a clear idea about their works. And uh, being here in Britain was a great opportunity for me to doing that. What I intended to say that I don't want uh, our relation ended with the end of the scholarship. I thought this scholarship is just initiating step for a full cooperation with with the unit of Istishraq or with the College of Art or the University of Mosul and the Western institutions and the Western scholars. If the scholarship related to months or two months I spent it in UK and I went back to Iraq and cut my links with the institution that funding my scholarship, I think there is no good investment in this regard. The, those institutions, let's see, the BC and the UCL and Ashmolein uh, and other institutions, uh, need to strengthen its contacts with the Mosul University, as I said, exchanging uh, scholars and exchanging materials. In the unit of Istishraq, we are, th- we are preparing to, to issue a peer-reviewed periodical related to the Middle Eastern studies, and we are welcoming participation of Western scholars in this periodical. We are welcoming scholars attending uh, lecturing to mostly audience uh, there or through Skype or through the, the BC or can UCL or any related institution arranging contacts between us and Western scholars and I think it's, it's the main benefit from this kind of scholarships is the as what we how we built on it and not just the scholar itself. The most important issue that many of those who have who, who work in other degrees on mm. Iraqi studies, as an example, they don't think it's it's essential to go to Iraq, and to they believe they can have their degree without need to to be in, in Iraq and spending much time there. The only they are ecologists and those who uh, they think it's it's essential for them to be in Iraq, but also interested in social studies and the. Uh, let's say in political study and something like that, 
they believe it's enough for them to, to consult the libraries and meet even the Iraqi person who live in UK and something like that. Mm. But I advise them it's better for them to go to Iraq. And we, we can we can arrange suitable condition for them to be in Mosul and to, to have a field study there. I can mention that the American University of Suleymaniya get used from their presence in Iraq to to make a field studies or to publish a field study works about political situation and about you know the elections and something like that very important but I think that SOAS and other institution who who interested in or or specialized in Iraq uh, studies they didn't have this access why not there is a British school to study in the university, why there is an, an, an even uh, a center uh, and much aid to unit of Istishraq to be a host for those British scholars who are, uh, or even a British researcher who have their degree on, on Iraq and the Middle East, and they can host them there and uh, help them in, in their needs. It's not, uh, as I said, it, it's a matter not related only with books, it's related with the contacts with people and the understanding things. On that note, Professor Nasser Jassim, it's been a pleasure speaking with you and I'm very delighted that you've benefited from your scholarship here at UCL. Pre- pleasure is mine. I am very grateful to, to those who participate and enable me to be here in Britain, especially the BC and the, those wonderful team Professor Eleanor and uh, Dr. Mihar and others uh, who, who give me, as I said, a long life opportunity to, to be here in, in UK and uh, to, to develop my uh, prospects in regard to scholarship and surely that I back to Iraq with the new ideas and new projects for my students and my colleagues. Thank you very much. Thank you very much.